Welcome to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast, where we help you lead the hardest person you will ever lead, yourself. Here's your host, someone who believes leadership begins at home, Randy Gravit. What are you grateful for today? I know that sounds like a crazy question because Thanksgiving was last week, but remember what we said on the podcast even last week, that gratefulness is something that you do all year long, not just one day. And so I want you to know today I'm grateful for you. We have had a lot of fun these last few weeks starting this podcast. We're, I guess, almost two months in now, and it was crazy. We started looking at some numbers, and and we've already had a couple thousand downloads just in the first few weeks, first six weeks, actually, and 10,000-plus views now on on some of the social media channels. So it's been a lot of fun to get this thing started and get going. And I really am grateful for you. And I want to ask you to do me a favor today. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you've gotten anything out of this at all, and you know another leader who would benefit from this, please share what what's going on here. If you'd share the podcast link with them, that'd be great. The YouTube channel, we're on Spotify, Instagram, we're all over the place. So if if we could be helpful to someone else, please help us grow the crew here, and we are real passionate about helping leaders lead themselves. As you know, we've been saying for several weeks now, the hardest person you'll lead is yourself, and you can help somebody else lead themselves if you'll just pass this along. Also, it would really be helpful if you could leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you just go on there and and uh, give us a five-star if you're really enjoying what you're hearing. And uh Again, if you want to leave a comment, that would be great. We're going to do something a little different or, or add something to what we're doing. We think this will be a good idea to hopefully generate a few more con- comments. Uh, we're actually going to choose the best one on all the platforms this week and going to send out a, an autographed copy of Unstuck, our book, to help leaders lead and live with engagement. And so if you'll leave us a comment, that'd be fantastic. We'd love to get some of those and interact with you uh, as an audience here. So, um, Yeah, with that said, I want to tell you what we're going to do today. It's going to be a little bit different. We're actually going to do some interacting with you. So many of you have reached out, you've texted, you've called, you've emailed, um, you've left comments, all kinds of things. But one of the things that's happened that we were maybe a little surprised about is all these questions started popping up from uh, leaders. And we've actually just made a list of about a dozen of those. And I'm going to tackle four or five of them today. And then next week, we're going to actually talk to you again about some of those leaders, uh, some of those questions that leaders are asking. And then in December, I've got uh, three weeks that are going to be really cool for you that are going to help you uh, as you think about ending this year and getting ready for 2021. You know, our course is coming out. We've talked about that a little bit. We're going to tell you more just in the next couple of weeks, next uh, week or so, you'll hear a little more about this uh, course we're doing 21 days to your best year ever. And that'll be released at the beginning of the year. So we're, we're fired up about that. We've been doing some fun stuff around that. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun for you. So today uh, I want to, I want to dive into what I'm just going to call a little bit of Q and a time. And I think these questions will relate. That's why I decided to do this. I think they'll relate to all of us as we think about them. So first question that came in, I thought was fantastic. It just said, how can I stay motivated as a leader? And I want you to think about that. Isn't it really um, important as a leader for you to stay motivated if you as a leader lose motivation, you can bet the people around you are going to struggle to stay engaged as well. And yet, as a leader, when everything's depending on you, you're the one that, you know, sometimes you're writing the checks for people. Sometimes you're the one who's expected to lead all the meetings for people. You're the one that's expected to encourage all the people, thank people, validate people, all those things. 
And yet, who is doing those things for you? Who's motivating you? Well, let me remind you that not only is the hardest person you will lead is yourself, really the hardest person you will motivate sometimes is yourself. So this question is is fantastic. How can I stay motivated as a leader? And I've just got a couple of questions I want to ask you back that I think will help you as you think about trying to stay motivated. The first question is this, why are you doing what you're doing? I mean, I want, I, want, I want to pause there and just get you to think about that for a second. Why are you really doing what you're doing? We talked just a few weeks ago about vision. If you haven't heard some of those old episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But I love that idea of reminding myself every day, here's why you're doing what you're doing. And if you will really take time to clarify your vision and you will answer this why question, uh, it's, it, again, just not to be cliche or to quote Simon Sinek again, but this whole idea of start with why. Why is it that you do what you do? And if you can make a list of three or four reasons and, and think about those reasons, I promise your motivation will go back up or you'll decide you need to change what you're doing. If you're not motivated and you're not really, you don't really have any reason to do what you're doing, then you do have permission to stop. You don't, you don't have to do that. Even if you're in charge, you can, you can go work somewhere else. You can do something else. You can choose to uh, re, re uh, assess your life and, and your leadership. And I just want to encourage you to make sure you stay locked in on your vision. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. The faster we go sometimes, the more it, it gets blurry for us. Vision does leak, and it, and it is very hard for us to stay full on, you know, really why we're doing what we're doing. But I, I, want, to, I want to just encourage you to start there. If you can remember why you're doing what you're doing, it really will improve your motivation or keep you motivated. And then there's a second question I mentioned, and that is this. Not just why am I doing it, but who's it for? Who's it for? If you will remember who you're doing it for, if it's for yourself, it will uh, be harder for you to stay motivated. But if you can remember who it's for, for your team, for your your coworkers, uh, for the person who's leading you, sometimes it's for the people on the front lines of your organization, uh, if you can just remember who it's for, it's almost like that. We talked about this just a few weeks ago as well. It's almost like that offensive lineman mentality that my job every day is to show up and make a hole so someone else can score a touchdown. And I love that mindset to to show up and to think, who can I add value to today? And, and what can I do to make their life better? And all of a sudden, it's just crazy. When I make somebody else's life better, all of a sudden, it makes mine better. It makes me more motivated as a leader. So I want to I want to really challenge you to ask this question, who's it for? If you will um, start with, why am I doing it? And then ask on top of that, who's it for? You will, I promise you, your motivation will go back up. If you can answer those questions in a clear way, you can remember them. Even think about this from a family standpoint. If you are representing your family when you do something, you're going out, you're providing for your family, those kind of things. If you can think about your kids, think about your spouse, think about the people who mean the most to you. And when you go out and you try to help others, you're actually representing them as well. That can really keep you motivated as a leader. So I love that first question. How can I stay motivated as, as a leader? Just again, why am I doing it and who's it for? Those two things can really help you. I'm guessing there's a lot of you out there who are listening. This year in particular, we've had a lot of challenges, a lot of disruption. It's really hard to stay motivated. Go back to why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it for. Those can be really helpful. 
So here's a, here's a second question. This is from a young leader, and this leader says, how can a new leader navigate entering an established culture and succeed? I, I love spending time with new leaders. I love this question. If you're a new leader and you're, you're entering an, an established culture, uh, uh, you know, and hopefully you wouldn't be entering a culture that was, was a culture that you didn't believe in or you didn't think was going to be a good one. But sometimes we enter a brand new culture. If we're with a startup, that's a whole different thing than if we're going into something that's established. And so this leader's going into an established culture. How can we succeed? And I've got a couple of thoughts here for a young leader or an old leader. It doesn't matter. Someone who's entering a culture that's established and you really want to have a successful career there, here's a couple of things you can do. I think, first of all, you enter as a learner. You enter as a learner. It's so easy for us to to enter something. We've been hired, let's say, and you've been hired for your expertise. You've been hired for your skills. You've been hired for your talents. And those things are great, and they'll be on display. But I love the mindset of entering as a learner. How can I learn? And one of my favorite stories, uh, I think it's Kano Jigori was the guy who is the founder of Judo. You can look this up. But I, I love this story about him. Uh, this guy who founded this discipline of judo, when he was dying, they, the story goes, he's on his deathbed and all his students, uh, former students are gathered around him and they ask him, is there any dying wish that you have? And, and uh, supposedly Kano lying on his deathbed said, I have one request, bury me in my white belt is what he said, bury me in my white belt. And he, and he, and he told those guys, I want to be remembered as a learner, not as a teacher. Now, here's the guy who founded judo. Here's the guy who is he established the whole discipline of the martial arts or part of the, the discipline of the martial arts. And he's saying, I want to be remembered not as the expert, not as the grand marshal or whatever, you know, that would be called in, in judo. He says, I want to be remembered as a learner. I love that. I think if you're going to succeed in an established culture, you need to enter as a learner. What can I learn? Here's a second question to ask yourself, even in 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 uh, entering an established culture. A second one is, how can I add value? How can I help the people on the team who are in that established culture? Not how can I bring value, but how can I add value? Not can, how can I be valuable, but how can I actually add value to the people who are already valuable, who are already doing great stuff? And uh, you've heard me say this before, if you've been listening for very long, I think the more we add value, the more valuable we become. And so I want to encourage you to enter as a learner, add value. And then this is, again, a simple little mantra, but I, but I like this idea of think we, not me. When I want, when I'll go into that culture, I don't want to think about myself so much as I want to think about the people in that culture. Who are my teammates? They have stories, they have lives, they have spouses and they have kids and they have dreams and hopes and all those kind of things. You begin to ask people questions and get to know the people there. One of the things that really shows that we care is that we begin to to think about other people. We think others first, as we've said before. And so I want to, you know, if you're a young leader, an old leader, uh, maybe you're a part of a culture and you begin to take that for granted. But if I'll say this, if you're here and you are a part of an established culture and you have a young leader around, some of those young leaders are asking this question. They're like, how can I enter here, navigate this? How can I be successful when, when you know, become part of the club, so to speak? You, you let somebody into your inner circle who's brand new. But if you're brand new, enter as a learner, try to add value, and think we get to know people individually. And I, I promise you it will help you navigate uh, some of those 
you know, uncharted waters that you're, you're walking into. So that's a good one. Um, here's another question that came uh, this week. I thought this was really good. Uh, just sent to us actually last week. Uh, it, said, it says this, how should I set goals when the future seems very uncertain? Oh, my goodness. Isn't it, isn't it so true? We're all in a, in a season right now where things are so uncertain. It's, you know, it, it is up and down, and there's all kind of, as, as I said a moment ago, disruption going on. But I love this old saying that the best leaders create the future. And I think one of the ways we do that is we do that by setting goals. We don't, um, we don't rely on what we don't know or we don't rely on really the uncertainty. In fact, I would say you should value clarity over certainty. You're never really going to be certain. You can think things are stable and then the next day they, they get turned up on their head. And so I don't want to set my goals based on uh, based on certainty. I want to I want to set my goals based on clarity, based on what am I trying to do? Who am I trying to do it for? Who am I trying to help? Uh, what are we trying to do as a team? And so I think I think we start with clarity. Like, what is it that you're really trying to do? And so I would just say a few things here. I, I would encourage you, first of all, to set goals that matter. And ask yourself, why does it matter? It, it's, you know, why are you, are you just trying to check a box? Are you just trying to break a record or hit a number? Is, is, is it something that really matters? Sometimes records ought to be broken. The bar ought to be raised, and that's great. But sometimes we ought to we ought to stop trying to do something that we've been doing because that's not working anymore. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need to be in reinventing. And so um, I want to encourage you to set goals that matter. Uh, a second thing I would say is set goals that are measurable. Set goals that are measurable. It's so important for us to keep score. We when we when we have something that's measurable, when we put a time limit on that, when we have a deadline. We we get so much better. Remember, we talked. We just talked about urgency, and it's so important. I was I was uh, watching a football game just yesterday on Sunday, and uh, I was I was uh, it was I was blown away by how much the team sped up toward the end of the half and toward the end of the game. And there's actually some t- statistics that show that a a a, um, a majority of not a majority of points, but more points per uh, time in the game. Think about it. Like the last couple of minutes of the game, there's more points scored in those last couple of minutes after the two minute warning in an NFL game than there are during just you know beginning of the game. Everybody's just kind of getting into it. There's there's a higher percentage of points that are scored in those last couple of minutes than there are in the rest of the minutes of the game or the last couple of minutes of a half. It's that urgency that steps up. And so when you think about your goals, I would encourage you to set goals that are measurable, but have a deadline on them. Push yourself. Uh, to again, we're going to talk about how to go to your best year ever. I think this is this is important for us to keep pushing ourselves and our goals, and and no matter how uncertain things are, sometimes a goal that is pushing us to do something hard actually will take us to the next level. And so, uh, set goals that matter, set goals that are measurable. But here's the third thing: set goals that move others. If you want to navigate the uncertainty of today's culture. Set some goals that don't just move you, but it moves other people, that rallies other people. If you're depending on, you know, politicians and you're depending on, you know, people in communities and schools and all these kind of things, they're, they're, all, they're all doing great things. That's fantastic. But when real leaders like yourself, you get other leaders around you and you decide, hey, we're going we're gonna to take this problem we have in our business and we're going to solve it together. We're going to take this number that we have or this gap that we have in our results and we're going to we're going to attack that together. All of a sudden, you set some goals that 
require other people to help you and and it will motivate you more as you go forward so set goals that matter set goals that are measurable and then set goals that move others so that's a great question you know how do we how do we set goals when the future seems very uncertain let's create the future by setting some goals that are going to help us get to that next level and then last question for this week uh, again i got some more questions next week that i hope will be relevant to you i think they're all these help me to think through you know some areas of my own life and i love that you're you're sending some of these questions in i encourage you to again to continue to do so but here's this last one this is fantastic this is a question we've been asking on our team a lot lately really the last six months uh what one of the things that led to us doing this podcast but here's the question how do you set your brand apart when everyone is marketing the same way it feels like we just live in this world all of a sudden of noise and everybody's making noise and everybody has a podcast. And, you know, we're doing the same thing. I got, I got that. But I, but I want to ask you to, um, to, to, again, go back to your vision. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you love doing what you do? If, if you don't love that, then that, it's going to be really hard to distinguish yourself. But if you can ask yourself, what is it that I'm going to do that's different than uh, what everybody else is doing. One of the things we do, I've, I've mentioned this before, we have a company, we work with leaders and organizations and executives, uh, high-performance teams. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's great. But one of the things I really wanted to do was I wanted to talk to individuals more about how to lead themselves. As I say all the time, the hardest person you'll lead is yourself. And I, I think leadership really does begin at home. And so that's just an example of how uh, that's a little different than what everybody else is talking about. I think if you win at work and you lose at home, you still lose. And so I wanted to have that conversation. And thank you guys for tuning in. I'm I'm excited that we have a group of people that are really trying to make progress here. But I think when you start thinking about how to set your brand apart, it really would go back. What is your passion? And, and what is your expertise? Our team was just talking a few minutes ago about this. And one of the guys said, you know, if, if Michael Jordan was giving advice on how to run a restaurant, that's not probably something you'd be looking for. But if he's talking to you about how to play basketball, you're probably going to lock in on that. And so I want to I challenge you to, to give some thought to why is it that you want to talk about what you want to talk about? Is it something you're qualified to talk about? And, and uh, I really go back to what is it that makes you tick? What is it that, that's, that you're passionate about, you feel like you've been studying, you've been learning, and you can help other people with? And then I think the really the main answer to this question of how to, how to set your brand apart when everybody's marketing the same way is to remember that your audience is the hero. Honestly, your audience is the hero. It's a, it's a, I think about it all the time. When I speak to a group, I always remember it's about the group. It's not about me. It's about what they need to hear, not about what I want to say. And in your case, if you will think about your audience, the people you're branding for, not who you're branding to, it's who you're branding for. You're branding for the people that you're trying to serve. You're trying to help them better. I, I think about this all the time with you. I want you to have tools and ideas and a conversation that's going to help you lead yourself well. If you can do that, everything around you is going to get better. And So that's why I think about branding the way we have obviously you don't have to be perfect with your brand to start with you you do you just need to start i would say and so one of the things we did is we're like we're not perfect but we're going to just start and see where we go and we're already learning things we're already evolving as we go and so you'll do the same thing but if you'll start with what is it you're passionate about what is it you want to talk about and remember that your audience is the hero i think it will really help you uh stand apart from the other people around you you don't want your uh 
your voice to be noise. You really do want your voice to be authentic. You want it to be who you are. You want to speak life into the people that you're trying to help. And, and it will position you to be able to have other conversations with people. I'll kind of leave you with this thought on this topic. Uh, years ago, I had a chance to meet with a guy named Mark Levy, who he's a really great branding thinker. And uh, Mark gave me an image that I thought was really good. He said, uh, picture yourself and your brand as like a, a tanker going into the North Atlantic. It's, it's almost like if you could picture a ship that has cargo and it's trying to get into the icy North Atlantic, he, is, is what Mark said. And he said, when you, when you get to the, a certain point, you're going to hit ice and your, your boat's going to bog down. On the front of those ships, there is a, a jagged point that has almost like razor teeth that, you know, and it was the image he gave me. He said, I want you to picture that the, the point of your ship is, is your message. That's what causes you to stand ap- apart. And ultimately, Mark said, you want to you have a voice or you want to have a message that is cutting into the icy indifference of the marketplace, the icy indifference of the North Atlantic for the boat. But for us, what people really don't care um, so much about your brand unless that brand is going to help them. And so if you can really think about what it is that distinguishes you, what is it that you want to have a conversation about that can help others, I really do think it can set you apart. And one of the things Mark said I thought was great, he said, once you get in, you got all your other stuff. There's so many things that we talk about, and we, you know, we have a lot of things we, that we feel like we can help people with. But it's that 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 point of your ship. What is it that is really setting you apart? And again, in our case, we're really trying to help people lead themselves, and so that's what this is for. Uh, if you can decide what it is that you want to do, why you want to do it, you begin to do that. I'm convinced you can really add value to others as well. So some really great questions this week. Thank you so much for sending those in. I encourage those of you who hadn't even really thought about maybe sending a question in, uh, hit us up. You can leave those on social media. You can leave them on our YouTube page. Uh, you can email me, randy at randygravit.com. Love to uh, to hear what you're asking, and we're going to make this a practice. We're going to actually do this one more time next week because we got four or five more questions. I felt like these really need to be addressed right now. So we'll get to more of your questions as we go through the, the coming months. And in the meantime, again, leave those comments, share with your friends, and never forget, leadership begins at home. Thanks for listening to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast. Please help us spread the word by sharing today's episode with your friends and coworkers. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel on Spotify or through iTunes. You'll find all the links on the media tab at randygravit.com. Now, let's go apply what we've learned and lead ourselves well. Remember, leadership begins at home.